Pseudo Thumbs blesses the Seattle Garages, improving their pitching by 10% uh, and increasing the number of thumbs on their pitchers. That is a stat that is tracked in the game. Wait, how many thumbs? Uh, by how many thumbs, Evan? to you pre-recorded during the Grand Siesta, this is This Is a Cultural Event, a baseball recap podcast. I'm your host, Evan Saft. My pronouns are they, them. Joining me, as always, is your other host, Lee. Hi, everybody. My name is Eli Lee. My pronouns are also they, them, and I am coming to you live from Weed Fucking Topia, baby! <laughs> <laughs> yes, as we are, as we are recording this, largely, I think, A, to, you know, keep up a, a, a trend, and B, to distract ourselves from the fucking state of the world and, and waiting for polls to come in. I told myself I wasn't going to focus on the general election for this podcast, but weed was legalized in New Jersey, so... We got that going for us, at least. <laughs> so so what you're saying is that this may move from a Blazeball recap podcast to a Blazeball recap podcast on waka your waka. end. Waka waka. I have a, a friend who, her anniversary was actually yesterday. Like, she got married <laughs> to, yeah, bad, bad anniversary. Bad date to get married, in retrospect, but um, I texted her, I think, at, like, 10.30 at night. Happy anniversary! Weed's legal now! <laughs> oh, man. Tell your husband, who is currently probably baked out of his mind in order to cope. <laughs> it's okay now. You can it's do okay. that. It's okay! Um, the Attorney General of New Jersey actually put out a press release about the legalization of weed to sort of throw a wet blanket on any potential revelry because the the press release was essentially saying like yes weed is going to become legal we need to draft the guidelines for the legalization first we need to go through the like proper process of figuring out how to legalize weed this will not be completed until at the earliest january 1st 2021 <laughs> so i'm saying that so nobody accidentally commits a crime <laughs> in the interim. <laughs> don't go outdoors. Don't start toking it right in front of some cops. Don't go on a podcast and start <laughs> talking about how much you're gonna blaze. Uh, don't grab an entire handful of weed nugs and just put them all into your mouth at once. <laughs> those those freestanding weed nugs. Anyways, I don't actually, anyways, I don't actually do marijuana, so I don't know how you look. I don't know how you actually get high. I assume you don't eat it. <laughs> okay, let's get into baseball, so, okay. so we don't, so so we don't suddenly. Oh man, we don't spend this whole hour uh, talking about this. Please keep me from embarrassing myself further. I'll try. So, Blaseball, as you know, 
baseball is on Grand Siesta, meaning that we will not be getting a new baseball season for at least a month. Which means that this is the perfect time to go back to the beginning, to, to see where this all came from. And to that end, we're going to go back to season one. Season one, the first season of Blaseball. Well, the first season, uh, the first internet series, because uh, as, as is mentioned in the Blaseball Beat, the official newsletter from the game band about Blaseball, uh, this is the first internet series since the return of the sport of Blaseball. The first time that we, the fans, have been able to access this through the internet. It's it's really something how the democratization of media as sort of a, a side effect of just internet access has really increased, like, the amount of baseball information that the fans can access. Absolutely. And, and when you speak of democratization, baseball embodies that because now the fans have been not only given the ability to see the games to to see those games through through the baseball website but also we know that these fans will be able to participate in an election and affect the very rules of baseball so let's talk a little bit about baseball you know if there yeah if there's one thing we love talking about on this podcast it's baseball and also elections uh because i figure that season 1 now's the time after three, four episodes, I can't re- even remember, I think three, uh, to yes. talk about the, the basics of baseball. Yeah, so we, we started in media res, as, you, as you've as said, so I, now yes. we're ready to, to backtrack. I'm going to make the same reference because I love it. We mm-hmm. sprung out of the bush naked like Odysseus, and then started shouting at a princess, <laughs> and now we're, we're at a fancy dinner, and... You know, the king has been like, tell me the story of how you came here. And this is how we came here, is that baseball is here. Fans can join baseball. They can pick their favorite team. They will be given an amount of coin. They can use these coins to bet on every game, as many games as they'd like, as long as they have the money to sustain it, and win money, for which they can buy more votes or buy upgrades to increase their betting ability. So how does one upgrade their betting ability? Because in the real life, that usually amounts to, like, getting into a higher tax bracket. Uh, I mean, it's pretty much exactly like that. You can in- increase the max amount of coins that you can bet on each game. Okay, I see. So Higher stakes, Eli. Higher uh, stakes. The stakes have never been higher in our fair world of baseball. So my question for you is, you you weren't around for season one, right? When did you start paying attention to baseball? I joined early on in season two. Okay, so this is this is the only season really that you weren't present to sort of like watch it unfold. So correct, we are piecing together season one of baseball from primary documents. We are in the wild unknown. I mean, we're gonna, we're gonna see with how crappy my memory is. We're probably going to be piecing together seasons two through eight as well. But for now, season one, this is one for which I at least have the excuse as to why I don't remember it, because I wasn't there. Fantastic. I will help by filling in the gaps with the least helpful information I can think of. Well, that's why we have you here. Yes. 
I'm really excited to talk about Blaseball All-Star Michael Dukakis. <laughs> so, entering into this Internet League Blaseball, we have 20 teams divided into the Good League and the Evil League. In the Lawful Good Division, now, some of these teams are going to be familiar. Some of these teams are also going to be familiar, but maybe a little different. Ah, we have... Proto-teams. Mm, we have the Dallas Stakes, the Chicago Firefighters, the Kansas City Breathments, the San Francisco Lovers, and the Los Angeles Tacos. In Chaotic Good, we have the Yellowstone Magic, the Boston Flowers, the Charleston Shoe Thieves, the Hawaii Fridays, and the New York Millennials. In the Evil League, starting with Lawful Evil, we have the Hades Tigers, the Philly Pies, the Mexico City Wild Wings, the Moab Sunbeams, and the Baltimore Crabs. Crabs are not lawful. I take issue with this. <laughs> crabs are evil, but they are not lawful. Uh, that is that is a point of contention amongst many Crabs fans. <laughs> And in the Chaotic Evil division, we have the Breckenridge Jazz Hands, the Houston Spies, the Miami Dolly, the Kanda Moist Talkers, and the Seattle Garages. Blaseball begins. Now, I could go over all the records that are set this season, because literally, this is the first season in every record that is set. Uh, I should also mention there is no subtitle this season, we just have Blaseball, and I guess maybe Beta, but that is just a constant thing on Blaseball. Blaseball. It's baseball. Yeah, but I'm not going to do that because A, that'd be a little ridiculous, and B, I don't want to do all that research, and I don't think it'd be interesting just saying, here's where everything started. And also, so I'm going to call out some notable things, differences from where we are now, which is that baseball happens. Okay. There is no weather. There hmm. are four bases. Hmm. There are three strikes. Hmm. There are four balls. Teams play against each other. And the team that gets the most runs is going to win the game. So we haven't entered the realm of recursive math yet. No, 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 no. Baseball just happens. The game is played and the game is won according to normal rules. Or at least, you know, basic rules. Yeah, this is before we introduced the motherfucking electoral college to baseball. <laughs> And so I'm not even going to really go over um, much of the season. So we're just going to fast forward right to the end. Um, the biggest notes of this are that uh, the Hades Tigers and the Yellowstone Magic tie for best record in the league, both with 63 wins and 36 losses. And notably, the bottom of the league are the Los Angeles Tacos at 35 and 64, and the Baltimore Crabs second to last with 38 to 61. I also take issue with this. Crabs are not bottoms. <laughs> well, that's why they're second to bottom. They're too feisty. And uh, so, yeah, the crabs, crabs starting off this entire league in an awful position. Going into the postseason, we have from the good league, the Yellowstone Magic, the Boston Flowers, the Dallas Stakes, and the Chicago Firefighters. Going into the evil league, we have the Hades Tigers, the Houston Spies, the Breckenridge Jazz Hands, and the Philly Pies. Play continues, the Yellowstone Magic sweep, the Chicago Firefighters beat the Stakes, the Houston Spies beat the Tigers, and the Philly Pies sweep the Jazz Hands. Going into our finals, we of course have the Boston Flowers versus the Chicago Firefighters, the, which the Firefighters managed to take in a 3-1 victory. The Houston Spies are sweeped by the Philly Pies, and we go into the finals with the Philly Pies versus the Chicago Firefighters, and the Philly Pies again sweep 
A full final sweep by the Philly Pies. Philly fucking Delphia, baby. Winning the first ever Internet League finals. And that's that's pretty much season one, except for the election, right? Yeah. So let's get into the election, shall we? Yeah, tell uh, me how Michael Dukakis figures into this. Uh, we have our decrees, of course. Uh, the decrees for season one are redistribute wealth. The top five players from the Internet Series champion will be distributed to five other random teams in the league. Also, only one of these decrees will win. Uh, relegation, which is the last place team in the league, will be eliminated entirely. And open the forbidden book. It is forbidden. You know, I'm I'm not a historian. Uh, my, my field of study in college was osteology followed by English when I realized I couldn't do math. But... I feel like what I'm sensing here maybe has a through line to our current baseball predicament. Maybe. You know what? Let's let's come back to that. Let's actually quickly go over the blessings first, shall we? Yeah. So, going going down the line, we have uh, Team Boost blessing the Baltimore Crabs, improving their overall stats by 6%. Uh, hitting Boost blessing the Yellowstone Magic, improving their hitting by 10%. Pitching Boost, blessing the Tigers, their pitching improved by 10%. Max Out Hitter blesses the Dallas's, Dallas Stakes. Jessica Telephone, uh, her hitting stats are maxed out. Max Out Pitcher blesses the, the Kansas City Breathments and Polkadot Patterson maxes out those pitching stats. Steel Best Hitter blesses the Philly Pies, uh, who steal Jessica Telephone, the newly maxed out Jessica Telestone, Telephone from the Dallas Stakes and sending back August Mina. And Steel Best Pitcher blesses the Baltimore Crabs who steal Polkadot Patterson from the Kansas City Breathments and sending back Winnie Hess. Finally, the randomized players uh, blessing uh, hits the Hades Tigers, uh, randomizing several of their players. So again, like blessings are, you know, they seem solid, but they're, they're don't, they don't really have any big interesting things happening to them, right? Though... One thing this season is that um, there are some mystery blessings that ending up happening during the postseason. These are announced by the umpire ump Chaffman, two blessings that happen during the election but are not officially part of said election. A mysterious defection blesses the Hawaii Fridays, and Nagomi McDaniel defects to the Hawaii Fridays from the Tigers, from the Hades Tigers. There's no clear answer for why this happened. And mysterious improvement blesses the Kansas City Breathments. Winnie Hess improved to 2.5 stars after being traded from the Crabs to the Breathments. We also have record of another, even mysteriouser, exchange that happened that was not announced. But it seems that Nicholas Mora swapped teams from the Hades Tigers to the Philly Pies and Yasmin Mason was switched over to the Tigers. The, the official transfer has not been recorded. We're just going based off of record of what the teams were. So some mysterious happenings this season. Speaking of, let's go back to those decrees, right? Now, Eli, did you have a guess at what decree maybe won? You know, maybe this is... An unfair sort of thing to say, because I do have something of, like, a, a confirmation bias going on in that the only people I know who do baseball are people who are on my Twitter timeline, and my Twitter timeline is populated almost exclusively by gay podcasting socialists. But if I had to guess, I would say wealth redistribution takes it. Well, 
that is not the case, as despite the warnings by social media intern turned interim commissioner Parker McMillan III, the players vote to open the forbidden book. Oh, God damn it! This passes with 61% of all decree votes, with 566 votes. The book opens. Solar Eclipse. Umpire's eyes turn white. Star player Jalen Hotdogfingers is incinerated. Hellmouth swallows the Moab desert. The discipline era begins. I love a good stinger on the end of a baseball season. Now, to that end, we don't really have much to discuss, I think, about season one, right? And we're only... 20 minutes in, maybe? Yeah, we've been recording for about that long. Seems to me we might just want to roll straight on into season two. Yeah, um, we haven't even touched on Michael Dukakis's um, contributions to baseball yet, and I'm really looking forward to that. Um, <laughs> it's it's really sad. I, I understand that he got behind one of the decrees in season two and made like a really strong push for it, but a really embarrassing photo of him in a tank came out, which kind of like tanked his his baseball record. I don't know why I'm making fun of Michael Dukakis so much. You're, you're, you're on a Dukakis streak right now. I think it's because I've been reading the Twitter account of one of the, the co-hosts of You're Wrong About, Sarah Marshall, who was talking about Michael Dukakis, who by all accounts seems to be a very lovely man who loves his wife very much, but also has a funny sounding name. So I just kind of latched on to that. Well, maybe maybe we saw a third party skew the vote and the, the forbidden book was able to take it. <laughs> Nader! <laughs> anyway, season two of Internet League Baseball, the discipline era following the opening of the forbidden book, we now see there is a book tab open on Blaseball.com. Makes sense. This previously was not there. Suddenly, we have a book to read. Now, I could go through the entire reading, uh, go through an entire reading of the book, but that would take a while. And also, it would be a lot of me starting sentences and then saying redacted, because quite a lot of the book is redacted. But know that there is now an official rulebook of Blaseball, the game of Redacted and Redacted. And just going through a couple of the sections, we have seasons, post-seasons, elections, teams playing the game, Redacted and you, Redacted, and of course the signatures. Again, I'm not going to read you the entirety of the Book of Blaseball, but suffice to say there's some mystery going on now, and the book, once opened, has made some changes. Uh, the first off is that weather exists now. There was no weather in season one. There is one weather in season two. It is solar eclipse. Every game is taking place under a solar eclipse. Well, I guess that's going to make it a little bit difficult to weather the weather, but we'll pull through. Well, it certainly does, because solar eclipses, under solar eclipses... We see something start to happen with baseball. Is it stuff getting dark? Well, I mean, the eclipse is happening all the time. It's already dark, Eli. Come on. <laughs> My mistake. But no, we see umpires begin to incinerate players. Oh, that's when this starts. 
Yes, rogue umpires begin to incinerate players. Jalen Hotdogfingers, uh, of course, was, was the first one to be incinerated outside of a game, being replaced by Derek Kruger. I'm going to go through the list here of all the incinerated players. Uh, we have from the Hawaii Fridays Fitzgerald Massey, Jenna Maldonado from Miami Dale, Tyreek Olive from the Chicago Firefighters, replaced by Paula Mason, Nora Perez of the Baltimore Crabs, Scrap Murphy, who we saw come back in the in the uh, fight against the shelled one from the New York Millennials. Lars Mendoza from the Dallas Stakes. Sosa Elf Tower from the Yellowstone Magic, replaced by Alexandria Walton, a name that I like. Dickerson Greatness from the Houston Spies. Famous O'Connor from the Yellowstone Magic, replaced by Corey Twelve. Trevino Merritt from the Canda Moist Talkers. Z Dela Cruz from the Dallas Stakes, replaced by absolutely normal man Thomas Kirby. Jesse Wise of the Hawaii Fridays, replaced by York Silk. Another name that is possibly of interest to those who remember the Shelled Ones battle. I remember York Silk from the archive of our own tags. <laughs> Hurley uh, pa Pacheco. Uh, from the Boston Flowers, uh, Alexandria Dracarna from the Breckenridge Jazz Hands, Alden Anthony from the Miami Dale, and Cedric Gonzalez of the Philly Pies. All of these people are incinerated and replaced. R.I.P. R.I.P. So obviously things are a little more hectic now. Players can be incinerated. That's a little concerning. But baseball, baseball will continue. So we we get to the end of a season. This time we have the Dallas Stakes in first place uh, with 72 wins and 27 losses. Interestingly, uh, in last place overall is the San Francisco Lovers, 29 wins and 70 losses. The, the Los Angeles Tacos actually managed to, to rise from last in the league to getting pretty midfield, 45 wins, 54 losses. Um, but so that means uh, going into our postseason, uh, again, I'll note that a, a change from what you've experienced, Lee, is that we don't have a wild card right now. We just have the top four teams from each league going into the finals. Uh, so from the good league, we have the Dallas Stakes, the Charleston Shoe Thieves, the Chicago Firefighters, and the Boston Flowers. From the evil league, we have the Hades Tigers, the Breckenridge Jazz Hands, the Philly Pies, and the Candom Moist Talkers. So, uh, proceeding from there, we have the Boston Flowers, who sweep the Yellowstone Magic. The Chicago fire Firefighters overtake the Dallas Stakes. The Hades Tigers lose to the Breckenridge Jazz Hands after the Jazz Hands are able to come back uh, after uh, Comfort Timberish uh, steals fourth base. Uh, home, that, that being home, of course, in the current state of baseball. And the Philly Pies sweep the Candomoise Tigers. Things looking good for the Philly Pies again. And they continue into round four as the Philly Pies sweep the Breckenridge Jazz Hands. And in over in the good league, the Charleston Shoe Thieves sweep the Boston Flowers. Which means going into our Internet League finals, we have the Charleston Shoe Thieves versus our first season champions, the Philly Pies. Shoes v. Pies. The Pies, uh, notably being led by that new maxed-out hitter, new up-and-comer Jessica Telephone. And in fact, the Pies continue this momentum. They are not able to sweep the Charleston Shoe Thieves, but they are able, they only let up one win. The Philly Pies win the Internet Series Finals for the second time in a row. Three games to one against the Charleston Shoe Thieves. In this season two, the Philly Pies are just one championship away 
from Ascension, which is on the table at this point. Oh, good. They can go get their law degrees, too. Yeah, we'll we'll just have we'll see what happens with the Philly Pies. I don't maybe maybe next season they're going to ascend. We'll see. We'll see. So that's that's our that's our season. The Philly Pies reigning champions for a second time, which means that we're at election time already for season two. Can you believe it? We're already here. God, we are just steamrolling through these elections. Yeah. So this season, we are we have a, a two decrees that can pass on the ballot uh, relegation again. We have popular evolution, which is that the team with the most fans will evolve. Popular evolution is great. I love that magazine. <laughs> we have peanuts, which is peanuts. Hmm. Uh, the fourth strike, which is the bottom four teams in the league gain the fourth strike. It will take four strikes to strike out any batter on the on their team for the following season and postseason. And enhanced shame, which is when a team is shamed, uh, they will be punished in the following game. Their next opponent starts with runs equal to the number of runs scored in the shame period. Enhanced shame also describes my experience in middle school. Yeah, we've we've gone over uh, how shame works in this game a couple of times, so I, I don't feel the need to go over it again. Yep. Winning this election season is fourth strike with a 25% of all decree votes, 3,000-ish votes, uh, which grants granted to the New York Millennials, the Kansas City Breathmints, the Hellmouth Sunbeams, and the San Francisco Lovers. The Hellmouth Sunbeams, of course, once the Moab Sunbeams, now the Hellmouth Sunbeams. And Peanuts passing with 36% of the votes. I'm sure nothing bad could possibly come of peanuts. Do you think that the voters thought that they were just voting on a referendum regarding Charles Schultz's comic? Possibly. Like they were they were at their computers going, "Oh, what the heck? I love Snoopy." <laughs> well, we don't know yet. The 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 decree at this point just says peanuts. Yeah. Hope reigns supreme. Maybe maybe Pigpen is going to show up out of the uh Bullpen. That's that's what it's called in in sports. The bullpen. The pig pen bullpen. Pig pen bullpen. Which uh, which teams do you think like the main peanuts cast would belong to? We're barreling through this, so I'm gonna burn some time. Who do you think? What team do you think Charlie Brown plays for? And what position does Charlie Brown play? Well, I feel like Charlie Brown has to play for the Charleston Shoe Thieves, if only so that he can hope that he will be able to replace his oft-lost shoes when he goes to run the bases. In terms of position, that's a hard one. I feel like I feel like he's he's got to be a catcher. Like you don't yeah, want him I... Go ahead. Go ahead. You finish your thought. I was I was just going to say I don't know if you want to rely on on him to have to run after balls. Yeah, I don't think that Charlie Brown does particularly well in the realm of ball management. I was going to say like perhaps he could be if not catcher maybe in sort of a managerial position. Mm, 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 like he's he's sort of like um not the coach because that's too important. He's like the guy on the field who's interpreting like the signals that the other people are sending him, but he always gets it just a little he bit maybe wrong. Be like third base running coach, like yeah, shortstop running coach. <laughs> you go stand in the outfield, Chuck. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, a couple others. Obviously, Linus is the Seattle Garages. Yeah, or not, not Linus. Um, is the kid's name just Beethoven who has the piano? 
Schroeder. Schroeder. Yes. Schroeder's obviously garages. Um, I feel like Lucy's probably uh, Hades Tigers because she's dramatic. Yeah. Which means that Peppermint... Pe- or, or, no, sorry. No, not Lucy. I'm sorry. I just watched the Peanuts movie with Evan, like, very recently, so I can clarify any characters if needed. I'm sorry. Not Lucy. Peppermint Patty is dramatic, so she's the Hades Tigers, which means that the Sunbeams have to be... What's her name? Wait, no, I think With that the- I think you had it right the first time because Lucy Lucy is very dramatic. She has black hair and wears a dress. Peppermint Patty's a lesbian. She's paired with Marcy. R- well, except isn't she the one who likes Charlie Brown but doesn't want to admit it? I don't I don't think that's an applicable headcanon. I think Lucy is the one who likes Charlie Brown but won't admit it. Hold on, I'm going to message oh, God Adam. damn it. This week <laughs> We're bringing Which, in a third person to our baseball uh, podcast. To talk about Charlie Brown? Which is the one who gets called Sir? That's Peppermint Patty. Okay. Marcy calls Peppermint Patty Sir. Okay. Because, like, my thought was that that's the Sunbeam's connection right there. Is okay. That, is, uh, the, or the, the, the Tiger Beams is, is that sort of uh, connection between the two. Uh, with Peppermint Patty and, and Marcy being the tigers and, and the sunbeams. But you know what? I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna claim that I have a great knowledge of, of peanuts. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna claim the little, there's, there's, there's a little bit, there's a little bit, like, in, like, strong Christianity <laughs> themes in that. And I'm like, I'm not about that life. I don't, yeah, that's I, true. I already live in a, in a society that's like pushing Christianity on me. And my, 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 my good old Jewish body don't need that in my life. Well, I have requested another Jewish body weigh-in on the topic of peanuts, because Evan knows more about this than most of us. So, uh, I don't know, Snoopy's Hawaii Fridays because he's chill. Woodstock is the uh, tacos because he just keeps getting beaten down. I think Woodstock is, like, the manager for the tacos, though. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, I don't know, uh, the, the pig pen is the crabs, because we're filthy. Uh, yeah, I love it. <laughs> uh, and then there are other Charlie Brown characters, but those are the ones who pop into my head. Uh, <laughs> so, we get to our blessings for the season. Uh, going down now in order of, uh, because now they are ordered, uh, previously, uh, they seem to just be, uh, in the order that they were listed on the site. Now, now blessings function that the, the standings of the regular season determine who goes first, uh, and then it will go by the order that they're listed on the site. So, the Hades Tigers win seduction, stealing Jessica Telephone from the Philly Pies. And sending back Nolan Stafia Patterson. The Rack blesses the Philly Pies, which which improves their defense by 15%. Blood Sacrifice blesses the Philly Pies, boosting them to the top of tiebreakers. Defection blesses the Canda Moist Talkers, who steal Polka Dot Patterson from the Baltimore Crabs. And sending back Oliver Not a Robot. Yes, please. Blesses the Charleston Shoe Thieves, improving their hitting by 10%. Pseudo Thumbs blesses the Seattle Garages, improving their pitching by 10%, uh, and increasing the number of thumbs on their pitchers. That is a stat that is tracked in the game. Wait, how many thumbs? Uh, By how many thumbs, Evan? I don't... mm, I need to pull up data. 
because uh, this is some forbidden knowledge that is that is not technically listed on the site, but it can be acquired by by hitting the different endpoints on the site. Uh, no but let fucking me... shit! It's forbidden knowledge, Evan. Do their hands look like those fucking cats with polydactyly? Well, remember, remember, we are we on, we don't our only interpretation of what these people look like is via fan art. There's no visual representation on the on the site. Do you think that there was a point where, like, one of the pitchers, like, flubbed a, a pitch or something and was like, ah, nut, you know me, I'm all thumbs, and then they just take off their mitt and it's, like, just a writhing mass of opposable thumbs, not even any regular fingers, just all thumbs? Uh, so notably... Uh, I, I, I can't tell you how many fingers each of the garages have at this point. What the fuck? But, but I will say is one of the, one of the star pitchers of this game, Polkadot Patterson, Polkadot Patterson, we know that they're maxed out. Polkadot Patterson has 87 fingers. Excuse me for a minute. <laughs> I, I just... Uh, listeners, it's just you and me now. I hope that you're enjoying baseball. I hope that you're enjoying this as a cultural event. You know, sometimes we just have to, we, we just have to experience what life is like. And sometimes experiencing life means finding out that there are 87 fingers. Okay. Okay, I'm back. So yeah, Polkadot Patterson has 87 fingers. Going back to the blessings, the Gunblade Bat blesses the Hawaii Fridays, and York Silk is granted a Gunblade Bat. So do you think the 87 thumbs have to all be on, like, the hand, or do you think they extend up the arm sort of like a Morning Star situation or like a, a flail? I'm thinking that it sort of functions like a, like a, like a conveyor belt. Like all the thumbs pass the ball that quickly, so it it, it just gains up speed like a railgun. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, so yeah, York Silk gains the Gunblade Bat, which will become which will come to be known as the Vibe Check. Speaking of uh, Jessica t- Telephone, speaking uh, of is, fucking is, Vibe is, Checks, you mean? <laughs> Jessica Telephones is is going to be uh, eventually known as the Dial Tone. Uh, Soul Swap blesses the New York Millennials, randomizing the stats for their five worst players, t- which which leads to a market improvement in 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 these five players as we uh, see gains from to to three point from zero point five to three point five, zero point five to two, one to two, one to three, one point five to two point five, all strong increases for the Millennials. Uh, win sprints. Bless the Kansas City Breathmints, improving their base running by 15%. Literal Arm Cannon uh, blesses the Kansas City Breathmints, which uh, maxes out Axel Trollolo's pitching stat. Uh, they will never write again. Uh, <laughs> and per- performance Enhancing Demons blesses the San Francisco Lovers, improving their overall stats by 8%. And they also win Bloodlust, st- blood which maxes out Kichiro Gira's hitting stats. So yeah, those those are blessings. It's a it's a wild game now, right? Like we can we can honestly we're speeding through these seasons a bit at this point. But that season two, that is the start of the discipline era. Well, I would like you to know that Evan did get back to me um, when I asked them if. Lucy had a, a sort of secret crush on Charlie Brown, and Evan's verdict is that is a valid interpretation. And I'd just like to go back to that. I'd like to go back to, let's say, 
10 minutes ago when I was talking about Peanuts and Michael Dukakis loving his wife and I I lived under the impression that people had a somewhat normal amount of thumbs on their hands. Maybe. But y- you know what? You know what, Lee? Um, I know I said I wasn't going to read the book to you. Um, and I'm not going to. I'm going to keep that promise. But what I do feel like I maybe should have read at the beginning, but I want you to experience now. You've you've gotten the the end so far of the end of the discipline era. You've mm-hmm. gotten the start of the discipline era. I want to read you the intro to baseball. This is what greets people when they see when they enter baseball for the first time. Baseball is baseball at your mercy. Baseball perfected. Our players are inhuman. They play day and night. Rain or shine, they never grow sick. They never tire. This is our gift to you, the fans. We hear your prayers at trade deadlines. We suffer your DH debates. No more. Democracy returns to the national pastime. Each week, you vote to remake the league in your own image. Everything from rules to rosters is in your hands. Of course, votes aren't free. Cash is king. So do what you do best. Gamble. Betting is allowed and encouraged. But parents fear not. Your currencies and credit cards have no value here. Blaseball deals in its own dollar. Seasons run Monday to Friday. The postseason runs on Saturday. On Sunday, we rest. Your first vote is on us. The fate of the league is on you. Rejoice. Play ball. So I will say that I appreciate how approximately... 75% of Blaseball's opening mission statement is essentially what sounds like the ad copy for an energy drink that contains cocaine. I was going to say it's like the start of, uh, like, Real Steel, or, um... Yeah. It feels like the marriage of, like, I think it's called Rain Energy Drinks. I see them in Target sometimes. It feels like the, the marriage between, like, Rain Energy Drinks and the text on a bottle of Dr. Bronner's soap. Oh, there's not nearly enough text for that to be true. Well, you told me it was just an excerpt. No, no, that's 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 the that's, whole thing. That's the whole that's the whole introduction to Blaseball. I'm not reading you the book of Blaseball. Okay. Well, also, um, cans of energy drink are smaller than bottles of Dr. Bronner, so I assume that this is all crammed on a like standard oh, is, Red Bull size. This is like a re- yeah, can Red Bull size. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 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 or is it like the the, the five star- hour energy shots? I was gonna say the Starbucks double shots, but yeah, oh. that's even smaller. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Lee, do you have any do you have any comments? Anything you wanna when you, you wanna go over for seasons one and season two of Blaseball? I think I've made my opinions pretty well known at this point. <laughs> An arm covered entirely in thumbs. I, perhaps you know, I, even perhaps even feet covered entirely in thumbs. You know what? You know what? I do. I do. I do have to admit. I do have to admit. Given given the text of the blessing being pseudo thumbs, 
And given that the specific stat is for fingers, I don't think they are actually thumbs. Because fingers, because thumbs, of course, are not fingers. Uh, so I don't, they, I, I think I led you, I think I lied to you, Lee. I think this is the first time I've lied to you in this podcast. Polkadot Patterson does not have 87 thumbs. Polkadot Patterson has 87 fingers. Our ape ancestors are quaking. This is a new powerful branch of the evolutionary tree that we've got here. So, Lee, uh, here, here at the end of, of the second season of Blaze Hall, the start of the Discipline Era, we know that peanuts are going to be happening. We know that incinerations are happening. We know that solar eclipses are abound. I have to ask, Lee, what are you hoping for for next season? You know, I... I am kind of connecting the dots here. I may be out of pocket. So can you give me like a rough estimate of when the second season of Blaseball was? Like what, what week that was? Yes, the second season of Blaseball uh, was the week of July 27th to August 2nd. Hmm. I need to do, I need to do just a, a very, a, a quick, a quick sort of, um, Search. I can't believe that I'm go- I'm putting these words in my web browser, but I'm gonna get put on an FBI watch list for this. Yeah, we're already on FBI watch lists. Come on, I, that's fair. We've both googled weird stuff for running games before. That's true. Well, so when did you say season two was? Uh, July twenty seventh to August second. So July to so the the season concluding on August second. Brings the peanut mechanic into Blaseball. I would like to point out that Baby Nut, the mascot of Planters Peanuts, <laughs> turns 21 on August 11th, 2020. Now that could be a coincidence, Evan. Mm. But is there is there such a thing as coincidence anymore? Wait a second. Wait a second. Because w- w- I. Twenty-one. What? Wait. On the on the eleventh. The eleventh was when. Yeah. August eleventh, twenty twenty. Hmm. <laughs> there's there's like there's numerology at play here. Maybe. Yeah. 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 That's folks. That's stay wild. tuned for my long form investigative podcast about Planters Corporation's <laughs> hand in place ball. <laughs> about baby. I'm gonna blow nut. the lid off this thing. Oh gods. Oh, Slee. Before before we end this thing, um, I do have one more piece of news to give you. Okay, I love a good I love a good cliffhanger. Evan Evan, give me the news. So, the court date for the New York Millennials versus Parker McMillan the Third has been set. All right, our other spinoff podcast. <laughs> it has been set. It will be happening on November. 9th. November 9th? That's that's less than a week from now. It is. So again, I don't I don't I don't I don't know if if that's what we're going to be covering next week. I, I don't know if all if like the sheer magnitude of it is, is going to be able to be is going to be able to be compiled in that short amount of time. But next week, the cultural event of Blaseball becomes the cultural event of Blaseball. So, I do have a question for you, then, before we wrap up. 
do you think that this court case is going to play out similar to the structure of a normal season of baseball? Do you think there's going to be like 99 days in court? I mean, my only basis for court cases is TV and Phoenix Wright, and all those court cases end in like maximum a week. So, but a week in our life is 99 days in baseball, so who knows? Who knows? My mind is being blown right now. So anyway, um, if anybody does get selected for uh, the jury on this, I am prepared to engage in extremely unethical journalism. I will pay you to give me your notes on the courtroom proceedings. Um, I'm on signal. Come find me. I, I do have to bring up that in Sunbeam's court, there is only one court member who is judge, jury, and executioner, which will be Keeper Sins for the duration of this trial. Well, I'm familiar with them. They're cruel, but fair. <laughs> so, we'll see. We'll see what is going to happen. Uh, as always, I've been Evan Saft. You can find me on Twitter at NamesEquipped. You can find the two of us uh, on our other podcast rollout where we play a Queer as Fuck Mask campaign. Go check that out. And, uh, Lee, it's, it's off to you. All right. Uh, my name has been, as always, Eli Lee. You can find me on Twitter at It's Hamhawks. And until next time, I hope that you find someone who thinks about you as much as I think about Michael Dukakis. Thanks to the garages for letting us use their song, and I mean all gods, as our theme. You can find more music that they've written about baseball at thegarages.bandcamp.com.